Hello, the message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's Favorite House Canada. We pray that as you listen, God's light will flood your heart and transform you forever. Amen. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Today, the word that God has for us is courageous. Courageous. For, for those that follow us, um, you know, that follow us on Instagram and all that, you've seen the, the word, you've seen the, the topic for today. You know, I pray that as the word of God comes forth today, that we will all receive from God directly in the name of Jesus. You know, we're in the season of higher ground, higher ground. And I felt the Spirit of God saying to me that for you to take your higher ground, you need to be courageous. So God has prepared the higher ground. God is ready to lift us up there. But the thing is, we have a part to play. Our part to play is obedience to God. Our part to play is taking the steps God wants us to take. So God is saying to us today, be courageous. I want you to say to yourself, I am courageous. What does it mean to be courageous? Who is a courageous person you know? Think. Who is someone that you say is courageous? You know, when you say someone is courageous, it also means the person is brave. What does it mean to Who is a brave person you know? Think. You know what it means to be brave? You know what it means to be courageous? Okay, let's look at a few definitions, then I'll ask you that question again. Who is the courageous person you know? I don't say Jesus. I'm talking of around you. <laughs> God will help us in Jesus' name. <laughs> Okay, what does courage mean? I went to look up the meaning. You also, know, we have perspective. What is courage? You know, for some, a definition I saw was that it's the ability to do something that frightens one. Courage is not not being afraid. Do you get me? So the thing frightens one, but this person is able to do it. That's courage. The ability to do something. That frightens one. Another definition is strength in the face of pain or grief. Strength in the place of pain or grief. One final one says mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. But I guess for the purpose of the teaching of today, we are going to be taking the first one and focusing on that. It says the ability to do something that frightens one. The ability to do something that frightens one. You know, there's something we need to realize about higher grounds. A lot of times, when God is taking us to higher ground, the higher grounds always have giants. Do you understand me? It's just like children of Israel. God was leading them to the promised land. When they sent spies out, what did they see? I mean, the ten. What did the others see? Giants. So the two that gave a good report, is that they did not see the giants? No. They saw the giants, but they just chose to overlook the giants. Now, listen to me. This thing is two ways. One way is a land that is flowing with milk and honey. Higher ground will always have giants. One. So how do you confront giants? You need God, right? How do you, when you have God, what do you have? You have courage, right? That's on one hand. Another one is it's possible that God will show you a new land. A land that nobody has ever tilled before. Like Isaac. But guess the thing about it. You also need courage because the chances of failure is very high. Perhaps people have tried to try there and they have failed in the past. Listen to me. You need to get something clear today. As 
Millions of believers are looking for a way forward. They are crying to God for breakthrough. There are billions of other people that are crying, that are looking for that same breakthrough one way or the other. Do you get what I'm saying? So you are trying to discover something new. There are a million and one people that are trying to discover the same thing you are trying to discover. So listen, you want to go to higher ground? Giants. Or God is saying, okay, go to this new ground. I've never done it before. No one has ever done it. There is no data. There is no information. At least if someone has done it and failed, you have something to work on. So what does that tell us? For you to go to higher ground, you need to be courageous. You need to be courageous. Anything you are trying to achieve that does not require courage, then it's not it's a simple thing. You understand what I'm saying? Anything that you are trying to achieve that you can do by your strength is basic. It's normal. I pray the God of heaven himself will give us understanding. In Jesus' mighty name. You know, when I was doing this teaching, when I was trying to come up with it, I felt the Spirit of God lead me to a scripture. It's in John chapter 1 verse 12. I'm going to ask you a question that we answer it with that scripture. It says, the question is, why, how, how can you be courageous? Or what makes you courageous as a believer? What makes you courageous? Why should we be courageous? Listen to me, there's something about brave people. Think of the brave people. That's what I asked you that. The, who are the brave people you know? Pastor Demola mentioned one of the freedom fighters in Nigeria. Now, what makes that person go out to become brave? What do you think makes him brave? What gives him that confidence? Answer. What backing? Yes. What's the thing about brave people? There's something that backs them. There's always a force behind brave people. They have never seen any brave person. Even Sam- Samson was a brave person. But what was the force behind him? The Holy Spirit. The Bible said any time, like when they want to attack Samson, you said that the Spirit of God came upon him and he took the jaw of a donkey or of an ass, that's, and he used it to kill a thousand men. The Spirit of God came. Brave people have something back in them. Courageous people always have something. Ah, anyone that is courageous for nothing is a stupid person. Forgive me. <laughs> you can't be courageous. You can't. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? When you see something ahead of you, a lot of people that have seen that are brave, is either they're in the world and because they have some powers. So they believe that because of that power. Have you not seen people that they kill? Yes, cultists, this kind of thing. They have power so they, they feel like they can go anywhere. They can confront the police. When the police shoots me, I'm not going to die. So they are going somewhere. They are frightened a little. That will this thing work? Will it not work? But at a point, they become, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I watched, one, I once watched a video of a robbery, live robbery. And these robbers came into this bank and they were shooting sporadically. And there's this one amongst them that came down and was walking so boldly. And God, the policemen were trying to shoot from a room and the guy was walking boldly. And in the video, the guy went to the door of the room where the policemen were, which is gone, to finish them off. I think they had shot some. As the world, of course, you see the bullet to the head and fell down. The story came out that the guy had some powers back in him. That's what made him confident. But apparently, one of the policemen there knew about that thing and knew what to do. But the point here is, a lot of times, brave people have something that backs them. We as children of God, what backs us? God! What is that backing? What's that thing that makes you confident that I can go on this higher ground and, conf- co- and confront the giants? What? But why? How do you know that you have God backing you? Simple scripture that we all know, but I want this scripture to give you, to, to, to have a new meaning in your heart and in your life today. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 verse 12, John chapter 1 verse 12, what does it say? It says, but as many 
has received him. To them he gave, or to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. My question today is, have you received him? If you have received him, then you are a child of God. So what makes us courageous? God. We've said higher ground. What makes you feel that you can climb the higher ground? God. Look at the people that God worked with in the scriptures. The kind of things, the assignments that God gave them were assignments that if God does not help, you cannot do. When God told Moses, go and rescue my children, <laughs> Moses was afraid. He was like, how? He was even going to rescue God's children from someone that never heard about God before. So my point is this. This is the season of higher ground. God is going to require us to take some leaps of faith. If not then, it's not higher ground. It's normal ground that you end. A lot of times, when God is going to take you somewhere, it always requires your faith. There are times God can intervene. God will intervene and do what he wants to do. Yes. But a lot of times, God will need you to take a move. He will need you to make a move. And that move requires faith. And for you to have faith, you need to be courageous. A lot of times, you'll be frightened. You'll be like, can I do this? What if? The what ifs are always going to be a lot. For some people, the ground God will take you to is a new job. God will open a jo- an opportunity for a new job for you. But guess what? You'll be frightened. Because you'll be like, I've never operated at this level before. When I sit, how many of us have ever been a board member of a company before? Anybody? Do you have an idea? Eh? You are saying, oh, you say small company. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking of a big company. So I'm saying, you, you join an organization, you are promoted maybe to director of something of finance, director of admin, and they say, oh, now you are going to be having to present to the board. You are already in higher ground. <laughs> but... Your first presentation, <laughs> God will help you not to go and stammer. Because you are sitting, you are looking at people that you see in the news. You are looking, I, I can never forget an interview I had once. And so I, had the, I just did a stage of interview and they said, oh, next thing you want to come and meet with the CEO. I didn't take it seriously. Like, I just felt like maybe the CEO would designate somebody else. And I go there that day and I sat in front of this CEO that I see in the papers all the time. And my mouth began to shake. Actually, I... I Never, it has never happened to me before. And the head of which I looked at me like, what's wrong with this guy? You're confident. And I just, I just said, Holy Spirit, help me. I just calmed down. Then I did the interview and I got the job. But something happened when I sat in front of the man. I got frightened. I panicked. Because of the way the man even asked the question, can I just say, why should we hire you? <laughs> I forgot everything I knew. I'm an natural person that asked people this question. I forgot everything. Courageous, you need to be courageous. You know, I had to, I, I take it that split second because I didn't have enough time. It was a very short interview. In that split second, I just had to realize that this guy is the man. I am a child of the living God. I processed the Lord very fast in my head. Don't be afraid. You even have a good job. Even if they don't take you, you'll be fine. Relax yourself. And I said, okay. And I told him why they should hire me. I told him that you'll be that getting me in this company, I'll be, you, you'll be getting a great asset. I've set up this, 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 this. The guy said, okay, yes, I know, I know, I know. But you want to come and reap where you did not sow. When I asked how much I wanted to earn, he said, what? You want to come and reap where you did not sow? I said, but I'm going to take this place beyond where you can imagine. And the man said, okay, we'll get back to you. My mind, I said, I don't think I'll get the job. Next day, they all sent me an email. You've gotten the job, congratulations. Guess what? They paid me more than I asked for. <laughs> My point is this. 
You need to be courageous in this season. There are instructions that God is going to give you that takes courage to achieve. Now listen, there are some things that will just come that God will just do naturally. He will just elevate you. That's good. There are some other things that God will require of you. You know, except you don't know the meaning of higher ground. Higher ground is always, you know, I don't know, I think someone gave this analysis some time ago about, amongst us, I'm not sure if I'm mistaken, about when you are trying to climb a mountain. You know, like if they take you from the bottom of Mount Everest to the top, the idea is you can, someone, person can suffocate or whatever and can die, but you, if you climb slowly, it's easier. So this, the point is this, when God lifts you, <laughs> it takes courage to stay where God is going to place you. It takes courage to be comfortable in that place. It takes courage to thrive in that place. In fact, it takes courage to knock the door God is telling you to go and knock. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. For some people, you've been struggling with a decision. Can I do this? Can I not do it? You've looked at the indices. They are not in your favor. But God is saying, do it. So, you know, recently I was going through um, some HR talent management um, write-up, like an article, and I saw they wrote something about courage, three types of courage, you know, in HR. You know, and I, it was very funny. And I felt the Spirit of God wanted me to use those three types of courage for this teaching, or three dimensions of courage, if you will call it that. I'm going to quickly run through them. Just three. The first one is the try courage. T-R-Y. Try courage. Try courage. Try courage. What does this mean? Like what we've been talking about. Try courage is the courage used in making first attempts. Or when something has failed before, you've tried something, you failed before, and you go back to it, that's try courage. It means you're trying to make a first attempt at something. You're trying to do something that you've not done before. Or you have tried the thing and it didn't work, then you try again. You didn't courage to do that. You didn't courage to do that. For some people, God is saying, this year, I want to give you a business. Let's just take that as an example. And you look at your salary, your salary can barely take care of you. Can barely pay your bills. Like you need to do extra work to even afford anything. And God is saying, I want to establish you this year. And God is saying, the first step is go and register a company. It takes courage. For a lot of us, you may not be able to relate because you say it's just $60 to register a company. May God not take you to the place where $60 will mean a lot of money. And the person is saying, where will I get the $60 from? And God is saying, I want to establish you and make you a great nation this year. It takes courage. And then God is saying, oh, you've established your business. Go and register for this thing that they will charge you a fee every month. And I'm saying, God, but I don't even have anything to sell on that platform. So I will not be paying this money every month. Do you know what it will do to my salary? And God is saying, take the step. It takes courage. I pray the God of heaven will give us the grace to be courageous in Jesus' mighty name. You remember when Moses, you know, this, this, this scripture is so rich that in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 7 to 8, Moses was saying to Joshua, listen to what Moses said to Joshua. He said, Then Moses called for Joshua, and as all Israel watched, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he will give them. You are the one who will divide it amongst them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. I'm telling you today, do not be afraid, for the God of heaven will go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail or abandon you. 
in the name of Jesus. To some of us, you're like, okay, well, Moses was just giving him a charge. But do you know why Moses had to tell him be strong and courageous? I'm going to explain to you shortly. Let's look at, jump a little to Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. This is now God speaking to Joshua. God says, this is my command. The same thing Moses said. God said, be strong and courageous. I mean, if it was a little thing, it was a normal feat. It was something he could do by strength. God will not say be courageous. You know, we went to look at the meaning of courage. You have to think of why did God use the word courageous? He said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid of discourage. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My beloved brothers and sisters, you have God in you. We have settled that a couple of weeks back. We now have understanding God is with us. God is with us. God, you need to understand that clearly. Now look at what Joshua was going through, have been going through at that time. He saw when the children of Israel, when God told them to go into the promised land and they refused, exactly a day later they were now ready to go. They pursued them out of that promised land. Are you listening? Now, think of Joshua. I'm just Thank God that he submitted to God's will, but in his quiet moment, he would have thought, this wall of Jericho, you know there were houses on the wall. It was that thick. He would have thought to himself that this thing that <laughs> these people could not, like, that Moses could not take us into, am I going to be able to do this? But God had already told him, be strong and courageous. And guess what God did there for me? Yield. When I command you, even though it looks silly, yield. When I tell you, go and do this, yield. When I say, go and put this down payment, yield. When I say, don't do this, yield. God wants us to yield. When God is telling you, be strong and courageous, he's telling you that there will be giants. You are going into a new industry. God is saying, Go do this. Go study this or go, go into this new field. Or this field that you are, I want to lift you up this way. And you are looking at it that there are so many people it is saturated. Where God is, there is no saturation. God is the one that can lift one from the Marie and put one on the seat of kings. Try courage. I pray the God of heaven will help us in the name of Jesus. The second one is trust courage. Trust courage. This is the one that has to do with being able to rely on the words of a power, being able to rely on the words of God. God is telling you, do this. And you're able to, because you trust God, you have courage. Your trust, your courage is as a result of the trust you have in God. Now, this is not necessarily related, it can relate to, it can be related to anything. It can be related to anything. God can give you an instruction. You need to learn to trust God, irrespective of how it seems. Look at Joshua. Joshua ran. Why? He was afraid of people of Nineveh. Job, no, Jonah, sorry. I meant to say Jonah. Jonah ran because he was afraid of people of Nineveh. You understand what I'm saying? Look at, I mean, if you look at examples of people, God, even Moses, when Moses was saying, what did Moses say? He said, I'm a stammerer. How will I go and speak to these people? Look at the excuses he gave. He didn't want to go. But I know, I believe the things that God did with Moses was just to make him understand that I have power and I am with you. And the thing about the level of, if you look at the story of Moses, he had to engage that trust time and time again because he went there. I can imagine what happened to him when he chewed the rod on the floor and those other ones to chew their rod. Initially, I can imagine what he would have thought to himself that, oh my God, this guy's too... <laughs> but guess what happened? The snake that is rotten turned to swallow the others. God was building him up. My point to us today is, do we trust God? Do we 
trust God? Do we trust God? God is reaching out to us today. Do we trust him? He's saying yes. It's higher ground. But the place I want to take you to, we need you to be courageous. Can you do it? Can you do it? <laughs> I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. That we will not use our hands to rob ourselves of the goodness of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, I remember someone that called me in course of the week. A family, by the grace of God, I know in the name of Jesus, they will share their testimony very soon. In Jesus' mighty name. But I will just use it for the purpose of illustration. They reached out to me. And they were like, oh, pastor, we want to buy a house, another house. And we are thinking between this house and this house. And they told me the pros and the cons of the two houses. And as we were talking, I felt God say, I want to give you the two. You can have the two. And I didn't know how to say it. I said, I don't want this people to... <laughs> what pastor say? And I said, have you considered doing the two? And guess the funny thing? They said that myself and my wife have been talking about it. The possibility. And by the grace of God, through encouragement, <laughs> God is awesome. God is awesome. God is awesome. What I'm saying is, do we trust God? A lot of times you're looking at your now, and you know this thing is so funny because we say we are believers, right? But a lot of times we still look at our indices. <laughs> Let me bring it home. Let me bring it home so that we understand very clearly. I'm talking about trust now. A lot of times God is saying, I want to lift your head up. I want to bless you. Let's take real estate. I like using real estate as an example because I guess that's what I grew up with and I know. Now, God says, I want to bless you with houses, with houses this year. I want to bless you with two houses. You'll be like, ow. <laughs> then you call your mortgage broker. And they're like, oh, you can only qualify for three. <laughs> and God is saying, I want to give you the house. And everything is looking like I cannot qualify. But my question is, and you know, the funny thing is, I see people that God is moving. And the closing is even, your house is maybe one year away. So are you saying you will be where you are by one year? Are you getting what I'm saying? And God is saying, I want to give you this. I've seen people that out of fear, listen to me, out of fear they have lost what God wanted to take them into. Guess the funny thing, they lost it. And when it became that time, God had lifted them to the point where they would have been able to do it. But I'm not one to go and say, have you seen now? The only person I do that to is my wife. I don't do it to other people. I'm not one to say that. But I pray that they've received so that the next time God walks with them, they will yield to him. If God is giving you an instruction, trust him and obey. It is God that does it. It is not by your power. The thing, do you know what the legislation will be next year? Do you know what? Do you know what can happen in a country? Do you know policies I mean, I've seen God do incredible things. So when God tells me, do, I just do. The only thing is, if God has not said it, then I don't do. Once God says it, irrespective, if God tells me, buy 10 houses, I will buy, I will deposit for 10 of them. How will I close? God will provide. It will make the way. Even if the government will come and say, you know what, everybody that has invested money, government wants to do a blanket closing. If God has to do that for me, God will do it for me. I have seen God do miracles. I have seen God break protocols. Someone shared a testimony of, of, to me about how they bought a house in the United States of America. 
<laughs> you can't believe it. A house in the prime area of the United States of America. They were renting the house. They now found out that the house was going for auction. They wanted to sell the house or something. Maybe the person, the, uh, the, um, the, what they call that thing, could not pay their mortgage. You understand? And the bank wanted to sell the house. So they went, they were like, we want to bid. And these people were students. This house would normally worth average of like four, maybe two fifty, three hundred thousand dollars There was no issue that they were living there. When was the day of the bid? They went for the bid, right? People were raising up their this thing. They put up their hands for bid. I think they bought the house maybe seven five. I can't remember, but it's that ridiculous. And the person just looked at them and said, close. And there were other people raising up their stakes. <laughs> Trust! It's not, it's, <laughs> it is not your job how it will be completed. Whose name is going to be really cool? Is it your name? It's pride if you think it's your name. So you're a child of God and you lose. So God says, do this thing. You try and do it and you lose out. You see, uh, people now be <laughs> That's pride. God's name can never be ridiculed. If God, except God is not the one leading you. But my, my point to you today, what God is trying to say, I don't know what God is going to plant in our hearts today. I don't know what God is going to plant in our hearts tomorrow, next week, next month. But God is saying, trust. Courageous because you trust God. Trust courage. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. We spoke about Jonah and the people of Nineveh. Look at the disciples of Jesus. That's going to take us to the next one. The next third one or the final one is tell courage. Tell courage. The first one is try courage. The second one is trust courage. The third one is tell courage. Now, quickly, I mean, before I go into the tell courage, I want to just give us the scriptures for the trust courage. Psalm 27 verse 14 says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. You know, waiting for God means you trust God. Now, listen to me. For some people, it's the fruit of whom we are trusting God for. For some people, it's a new job. And God is saying, do not give up. Stay strong. Wait for me. It takes trust. It takes trust to actually wait. I've seen a lot of people go take order. Do you know the funny thing is, when you are going through a challenge in your life, people become the solutions. You understand what I'm saying? People will tell you there is this shortcut. People will tell you there is this way. People tell you that there is this white garment. There is this person that can help you. Some people even tell you that don't worry, don't come. Just send money. We'll help you go and do the thing. But God is saying to us, trust me. That scripture says, wait patiently for me. Wait patiently for me. Wait patiently for me. Wait patiently for God, and God will come through for you in the name of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13, the Bible says, Remember to stay alert and hold firm to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Be mighty and full of courage. And Psalm 31, verse 24 says, So be strong and courageous. All you will put your hope in the Lord. But guess something. That same Psalm 31, verse 24, another translation says something very powerful. He says, so cheer up, take courage, all you will love him. Wait for him to break through for you, all will trust in him. My encouragement to you today is wait for God to break through for you. A lot of times it takes courage to wait. People are finding shortcuts, people are doing all sorts of things, and you're like, you know what, I will wait on God. I will trust God to come through for me. That takes courage. For someone that is trusting God for, I don't know, for, for, for a good job, and you try, 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 try. 
a lot of times the devil will begin to whisper things into your ears. It takes courage to hold on to God. I pray in the name of Jesus, that as many people as are waiting, you will hold on to God. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will hold on. In the name of Jesus. Now, tell courage is the courage of telling the truth. Regardless of how uncomfortable it is. Now, God, you know, in this season of higher ground, we also have higher responsibility. Tell courage is the courage of telling the truth regardless of how uncomfortable it is. For some of us, tell courage is, is letting your second know that, you know what? Jesus is Lord. Telling them about God. For some of us, we are ashamed to tell our friends about God. We are afraid to tell our friends about God. For some of us, it's someone in your workplace. And you are saying, and God has been pushing you. And saying, speak to this person about me. And you come up with different excuses. You say, it's not allowed in Canada. I don't know. Am I in this same Canada? Where is it written? I don't know. Is there anywhere it's written in your organization policy? That you can't speak. I, I want to just know. I think we should solve it now. Is there anywhere that they say you cannot talk about Jesus? Eh? You no, know, I know they say you cannot enforce. Is it there in your organization policy? Where is the constitution? Please go and look for the thing because before we come up with excuses. We need to be sure. Why? If God is the one telling you to minister, ah, hey, if God is the one telling you, so I, I think a lot of problems, you know, we sang the song, take me deeper. When you go deeper into God, you understand the character of God. What's the character of God? Knowing the way God is as a person. Do you know the character of God? Let me take you through a scripture so you understand how God thinks, how God works. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 16 to 20. Listen to what he said. He says, and after seven days, the Lord gave me a message. He said, son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman for Israel. Whenever you receive a message from me, what did he say? Warn people immediately. If I warn the wicked saying, you are under the penalty of death, but you fail to deliver the warning, they will die in their sins and I will hold you responsible for their deaths. Who has God told you to talk to? It takes courage. God is saying, talk to this person about me. Perhaps God knows something is down the line. That soul is wasting away. Maybe the person's appointed time is around the corner. And God is saying, talk to this person. And we are coming up with excuses. We are coming up with excuses. God is saying, talk to this person. I pray you receive the tell courage in the name of Jesus. The courage to say the truth in season and out of season. Whatever it may make you look like. People will call you weirdo, okay? People will call you crazy guy, okay? It's the ability to say the truth in spite of the situation. The God of heaven will help us in the name of Jesus. Then he continues on to say, he says, if you want them and they refuse to repent and keep on sinning, they will die in their sins. But you will have saved yourself because you obeyed me. But you will have saved yourself because you obeyed me. <laughs> if righteous people turn away from the righteous behavior, from the righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles, I mean, this is under revelation. This one is the teaching on his own. There, what he said, if righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. <laughs> are you seeing that? So there are times as children of God, this is not related to the message, but it's good you catch this. You are wandering away. 
you are missing something and God is putting obstacles. It's not the devil. It's not all obstacles that are on your path that is, that is the devil. God puts obstacles sometimes to guide you back. To guide you back. Somebody is about to commit the sin, you know, of adultery. And God has seen it. And the person you are meant to have adultery, you call the person's phone, the person's phone dies. Eh? Yes. Or you try to start your car to go to your in Canada, your car did not start. But you know, I've seen stubborn people. They will call Uber. <laughs> May God help us in the name of Jesus. Anytime, or you, 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 God, you, you, you are dating, you are, you, are, you are trusting God to get married, and God is saying, keep yourself pure. And you, your own mind, you know yourself. If the lady, I'm talking about men now. I think it's men that have this problem most. The lady does not know. In your mind, you have woken up that day, you've seen nonsense. And your mind, you're like, today is the day. And you try to open the door of your house. The door doesn't open. I'm not kidding. I'm telling you. Upset me a lot of time. God, to save us, he will put obstacles. No, don't go. I remember one of my uncles back in the day. He was going to go on a journey from Ibadan to Lagos. And I was going to deliver crates of egg. They had a farm, a poultry farm. And God, and he felt especially when they were praying him and his wife, don't travel today. And my uncle ignored the warning. <laughs> he was about to leave there, so he couldn't find his keys of his car. He said everywhere, shouted on everybody, they finally found the key. Now, time to drive out of the compound. The gate did not open, the padlock was stiff. He tried the key, normal key to the padlock, it did not work. He tried, it did not work. He had to get armor, he broke the padlock, and he drove out. Guess what? On the way, the man had a terrible accident. But God spared his life. Thank God. But God had warned him. That's not the part. I mean, I don't want to go that route today. But let's go back to the point. God was telling Ezekiel. He said, if righteous people turn away from their righteous behavior and ignore the obstacles I put in their way, they will die. And if you do not want them, they will die in their sins. None of their righteous acts will be remembered. And I will hold you responsible for their deaths. You know? If a law was to come today that Christians are not allowed to preach the gospel again in any form, even in churches, will we act the COVID way? What's the COVID way? Remember what happened during COVID when it started? How everybody was panicking, including children of God. Even when government said churches can open 30%, people were still criticizing churches for opening 30%. Say this Nigerian church, they, why would they not close up? Believers. So if government says stop preaching today, we will close our mouth and say, the Bible says we should obey authority. <laughs> I need you to learn. Let's look at the scripture. In the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 4, verse 18 to 20. This was when Peter and John stood before the council. The Bible says, So they called the apostles back and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. Tell courage. In this season, 
God is going to put it on some people's heart. In fact, on all our hearts, by the grace of God, there's going to be a burden. It's going to begin to give you messages to people. Tell courage. It's the ability to say exactly what God has told you to say. I pray God will give you the courage. Listen, your failure to do what God... You know, one of the... I, I, I don't like to say greatest sins because all sins are sins, right? But disobedience, because of the effect it has on destiny, is not something you want to walk in. Tell courage. Tell courage. The courage to say the truth at all times. We are in the world, but we are not of the world, remember? A lot of times, I see things happen and I'm like, I'm, I'm perplexed at the level of how we as believers are turning into the world. Guys, we need to draw the line. I think I'm going to have to do the teaching soon and we're going to explain what does the world mean. Because it seems the world is not what we see. The world has disguised. The world is in our phones. It's everywhere. The world is at your doorstep. If you're not careful, the world is inside your house. You know, I was sharing with a couple sometime, we were just gisting sometime last week and they were telling me about, oh, I child wanted to do 40 year old birthday and uh, that, that, that the raining thing is that they would get makeup artists for four-year-old girl. I was upset. I was upset. I was angry. And I'm sure they'll have wondered what's wrong with this. I was angry. But that's not, not I, I did, who does, like, what are we doing? And it's, before you, before you know it, it will seem normal. Tell courage. Listen to me, my beloved, there was a time, and I know that time, I was born in that time, when it was, you don't hear divorce. If someone has been divorced, there's like a stigma around them. You don't see them. Like, I, I didn't even know anyone that was divorced. I'd never, I didn't know. But now it is so normal. The church is even counseling people to divorce. There is a problem. There is a problem. It's not looking, people will marry and in two weeks, marriage is over. Don't you, something is wrong. Something is wrong. God needs people that will stand and tell the truth. People that will be courageous with the truth. Let us draw the line. There is the world. There is the kingdom of God. We are not of this world. We have the kingdom of God. Let's begin to understand what does it mean not to be conformed to this world. We need to know the difference. We are children of God. There are some things that the world does that we shouldn't do. You know, it's not a trend you need to follow, brothers and sisters. Where do you draw the line? I'm seeing now that people cannot, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where we, I think it was a part of us trying to reach out to the world like Jesus. But, we are not looking too much like the world. Yes, Jesus used to sit with tax collectors, but you could still tell the difference, it was Jesus. He didn't put on their form. You don't need to put on the form of the world to reach out to the world. Sometimes I go to the mall and I see the Omish. And I envy them. I'm like, they've separated themselves. You know, they, what they, they wear their long skirt. I'm like, wow. Of course, it's a bit extreme, but by actions, you can't even tell who's a Christian again. By behavior, by appearance. I can't say, what's happening, guys? I don't know. I don't know the solution. But one thing I know is tell courage. You need to tell the truth irrespective of how it is. And God will give us the strength. He will give us the wisdom. He will give us the right words to speak. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me. In this season of higher ground, instructions will come from God. For some people, the instruction may be to reach out to a loved one and tell them about Jesus. 
And you're like, this person will, will insult me. They will yap me. They will say so much about me. God is saying, be courageous. For some people, you may need to confront altars. You may need to confront principalities in your family. God is saying, confront it. You can't continue to abide in this situation. Take a stand. For some people, God is going to want to raise you to higher heights and he's going to say, do this. Apply for this. You know, pursue this. You need to be courageous. For some people, God is going to say, you know what? I want to use you to do this. And you're like, God, I cannot even, I can't even do one, one, one thousand of what you want me to do. And God is saying, go ahead, I will bless you to do it. I don't know what it is. What category of you are going to be. But God is saying to you today, be courageous. For the higher ground I'm going to take you to, you need to be courageous. You need to be ready to trust me. You need to be ready to say what I say you should say. I want us to bow down while today and all begin to say, Father, I receive the grace to be courageous. I receive the grace to be courageous, to be bold as a lion. The grace to do all that you ask me to do. The grace to press in when you ask me to press in. The grace not to forget. Not to forget that you are behind me. The grace to remember that I have you behind me. The grace to remember that you are my source. That you are my strength. That you are the power that I have. In the name of Jesus, I receive the strength to be courageous. Lord, have mercy upon us. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Perhaps you are joining us today and <laughs> you can't even tap into this anointing to be courageous because you are not even a part of God's family. You are far from God. God is extending his hand to you today and he's saying, come to me. I love you. Come to me. I want you. Come to me. I'm ready to make you a part of me. I want you to just open your heart to God today. Oh, you are here. You, 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 you were a believer before, but along the way, because of the pressures of life, you fell from the faith. You dropped along the wayside. God is saying, I'm ready to pick you up. I'm ready to have a walk with you. I'm ready to release my power upon you. That power that makes one to be courageous. So I want to just lift up your hands wherever you are and just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for dying for my sins on the cross of Calvary. Today I confess my sins. I forsake my old ways. I receive and accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I accept the love that you are offering to me. I become a new one today, a new person today. I stop from today. I, I desist from my old ways. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we thank you for your people. Those people, Lord, that are raising their hands to you right now, in their homes, Lord, I pray that you will extend your hand of fellowship. I know that there is rejoicing even right now in heaven over these souls that have come to you. Lord, I pray that you, that you have called them, you will en en enable them to continue to blossom in their work with you. You will keep them. You will sustain them. They will no longer fall by the wayside. Thank you, everlasting Father. Lord, and upon your children, I just release the grace to be courageous. As a people, Lord, the word you are giving us in this season is be courageous. We stand on your word because you are the one that backs us up. The Bible says that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Because we have you, Lord, we are courageous. And we are going to take giant strides. Honor and adoration we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed.
Amen. Amen.